0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in his promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon Fontaine will share how you can fight for a better future starting today. Let's dive into the message. Hey
1: everybody, I'm so glad you're with us today. It's an important day to remember those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. They've laid down their lives that we might be free. We need to remember to pick up that torch We need to remember to keep the fight going against evil against tyranny against bad people who want to enslave and stop The freedom that God wants for all of us. We thank them We thank the families that have made that sacrifice and today I want to share a message with you about what can you do now the cost the price that they've paid, what can we do to continue to see the blessing of God on our country? In Flanders Fields is a poem that I think every, I know when I went to school, every person uh, had to memorize it. And I remember I had to memorize it and I still have it in my memory. But there's this one verse that I wanted to start off with in this, there's one couple lines, it says, Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you with failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. And then it goes on. You know what? We've gotta remember that freedom's not free, that people have paid an incredible price for our freedom. They've died stopping tyranny, stopping evil people from overrunning our countries who would take away the freedom of serving Jesus, who would literally do evil things because they were demon-possessed, Leaders fighting to take over this world or to do wicked things. So we need to learn to fight as believers. What do we do? It's amazing to me as I travel how few people actually pray for their leaders. You know, the Bible very clearly teaches us that we should do that. In 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul's talking to a young man, Timothy, and he says, this charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. We need to know as believers, there's a war going on. They are trying to take away our rights and privileges and, and not allow Christianity and all its beautiful principles to go forth. They're trying to stop us, silence us in every possible way from ridicule in movies and talk shows uh, to laws that stop us from teaching the truths of the Bible. There's a war on the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. And there is no demilitarized zone. You just going to be able to say, "I'm I'm opting out. And no, you're not. You're going to be affected by this. So what can we do as Christians? Some say, well, it takes more than prayer. And I totally agree. But yet I don't find too many people praying. And so I want to show you something from the word that I hope will revolutionize your life and change the way you pray every day. And you'll add this to your prayer list. In first Timothy chapter two, here's what it says. So first and foremost I urge people to pray all right this is the most important thing first and foremost before everything we do going into battle uh, going into work going into the hospital before we do anything it says I urge you foremost first pray then it says they should make their requests petitions and thanksgivings on behalf of all humanity teach them to pray for the kings or anyone in high places of leadership so that we can lead a quiet and peaceful life reverent godly holy all of which is good and acceptable before the eyes of god our savior who desires for everyone to be saved and know the truth because there is one god one mediator between god and us the man Jesus, God's anointed, who gave his life as a ransom for all so that we might have freedom. The testimony was given to me at just the right time, Paul is saying, this is exactly what I was appointed to do, to tell everyone Jesus' story as a herald, an emissary, a teacher of the outside to the outsiders in faith and of the truth. Listen, I promise it's all true, I'm not lying. All right, this is from The Voice, translation. And I want you to notice something that a lot of people don't realize. It says here the reason we are praying for leaders is so that we could have a life that's peaceful, godly, quiet, Well, Leon, we can't have that. There's wars and rumors of wars. It's all over the world. The end times is coming. You know, you and your end times stuff need to be a little bit careful because a lot of the teaching I hear in the end times isn't even biblical. It just sells great books as people wax eloquent with their imagination. We know Jesus is coming back. We know things can get worse in the world, but he's commanded us to disciple nations. He's commanded us to take this gospel to the world. And he is saying here, the reason to pray for leaders is so you can live a quiet, godly life. Do you want turmoil? Do you want beheadings and killings and and wars and all? Christians must pray. And the promise is that if we pray, that we can lead quiet, peaceful lives, reverent, godly, holy, we're allowed to serve God, we're allowed to live holy, and this is acceptable. It says, before the eyes of God, our savior. And it says, who desires for everyone to be saved. God desires for everyone to be saved. And the key to this is leaders. I'm sorry, but I've just found that so many believers don't pray for leaders. Now they'll complain and talk about their President Trump, they'll complain and talk about our Prime Minister Trudeau, they'll complain and talk about, but they won't pray for them. Or if they do, it's Lord, take them out. Now, the Bible says that we are to pray for them. It doesn't say that we're to curse them. We're to pray for them. So I want to show you three ways to pray for leaders. If you're in a company, did you know you're going to be praying for your leader? If, or whoever, wherever, whoever you work for, are you praying for the boss? Because if you're not, you won't lead a quiet and prosperous and blessed life even in your career. Why? Because you need to be praying. God's promise is if you pray for people in leadership, that then your life will be blessed because they've got the power to bless you. they got the power to understand you. they got the power, so from prime ministers, presidents, kings, despots, horrible dictators, we should be praying for them. We should be praying for North Korea, praying for Russia, praying for China, praying for America, Canada, all of them. Pray for the leaders. We need to take some time each day. I believe that just saying, Lord save them, Lord save them, Lord save them, Lord save them, I don't think that's the way to pray. You know, a lot of people talk about Old Testament promises and they'll say this, oh, we've got to seek God's face. Now that's an Old Testament comment. When you were to go see the king, you had to get in front of his face and he had to put his scepter out to receive you so you could speak to the person in authority. Today we don't have it like that anymore. Today Jesus is within us. We've been given authority. He died for us. He says, you speak to mountains. You declare. So we pray differently today than they did in the Old Testament. So. I want to take you and, and, and show you three of them, but first of all, let's go to James 5, 16. In, this, in the last half of the verse in the Amplified says this, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Whoa! Did you know that if you're a believer, you are righteous because God gifted you with righteousness? You are in right standing with God, not because of your behavior or your perfection, but because Jesus gave you the gift of righteousness, and you're to believe it. So we're to pray passionately, and we're to pray knowing that we are righteous, that we have the authority to pray this way. So Ephesians 1 gives us the first Prayer that we should be praying for our leaders. Now verses seven, if you wanna learn this, write this down. Verses 17 to 23, this entire prayer is about leaders having an aha moment. You see, the enemy of our souls, the devil, will use people to speak into their ears, to lie to them. If you can, you can read stories in the Bible of where leaders have had someone whispering in their ear and it caused death and destruction, where the enemy would go in there and woo them and, and make them think and believe and feel certain things. So when you pray this prayer, it literally says that you'd give this leader the spirit Spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, the eyes of their understanding opened. This prayer, put the leader's name in there and say, I pray for our leader that the eyes of The spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know the hope of God's calling upon them. What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance on Christians, the exceeding greatness of God's power to us who believe this entire prayer? is for someone who's blinded. Or they could be a wonderful Christian, but they need more clarity. They need wisdom to make decisions. This prayer is really effective for leaders who don't follow Jesus, who who are listening to the wrong voices. They literally have wrong thinking, wrong um, uh, decisions that are being made. Pray this prayer and put their name in that every day. It's not just get up and say, Lord save them, Lord save them, Lord change them, Lord change them, Lord change them, Lord save them, Lord save them. That that vain repetition is not what prayer means. Prayer means to be effective. Prayer means to know how to pray. The Bible says in Corinthians 4.4 that Satan as the God of this world blinds the eyes of their understanding. He'll surround them with people, make them think that what they're doing is right, proper, but it's not. And so, if we want to see what we've fought for, if we want to see what soldiers have died for, then we must wage a good warfare according to the word of God. And that means to pray. Right now, if we've got soldiers and we do out there defending and protecting, we should be praying for those soldiers, for protection, for blessing. Pray this upon the commanders who lead them into the raids and lead them into stuff, that they would have the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. God will guide them, lead them for protection. For leaders is what I'm talking about right now. Of countries, pray Ephesians chapter one. Now another prayer that we need to pray is Ephesians chapter three. The apostle Paul is showing us how to pray and he literally is praying these prayers all the time. If the apostle Paul was shown what to pray, we should be praying. He says, And the third one, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it says that he would grant, according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man, that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith. You'd be rooted and grounded in love, able to comprehend with all the saints, this incredible love. This is talking about, now, when you've got someone who's making right decisions, let's say it's a prime minister, it's a president, Who's on the right track and he's being attacked and being attacked and being attacked You know what the enemy's trying to wear them down Did you know that you can you can pray for strength in their inner man that the presence of God would go in there and Gird them up and strengthen them that they would feel his peace in the middle of demonic because Satan uses people and It's a demonic attack I know over the last 30 years, I can't believe the stories I've heard about me, the things people have said about me, the things they have taken on and lied convincingly to make me look bad and to make people disbelieve me or leave the church. Or... And so I know in my limited area that when you're going to lead an entire country and try to move it towards good things, the enemy will try. How can we strengthen that leader? we can strengthen them by praying Ephesians 3. Ephesians 1 is them having an aha moment, them beginning to listen to Holy Spirit, them beginning to reject the forces of darkness's wisdom and evil cunning. and and plans, and they begin to realize that they can follow the Word of God, men and women of God, and the Holy Spirit begins to enlighten them on the inside. But Ephesians 3, we need to pray to strengthen them. We need to pray, Lord, give them strength when they are on the right path, making right decisions, that evil men, evil women can't just decide or do something to them, or even kill them when they're on the good side. How many leaders have been killed because they're doing the right things pray for protection as well. A third prayer that I believe we should be praying for our leaders is Colossians chapter 1, verses nine to 14. It says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. It says in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, did you know that you can know the will of god now not just in the bible verses but if you're praying for your president if you're praying for your prime minister for the leader of your country they need wisdom sometimes as they look at world affairs financial affairs as they look at military issues as they look at evil men and atomic bombs and all the stuff that's going on out there they need to be filled with the knowledge of god's will god knows whether we need to do sanctions, whether or not we should attack, whether or not we should shut this thing down, whether or not the people who are wooing them as a leader to partner with them are evil or right, they need to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. And this prayer goes on to show us strengthened with might that what we're doing is doing, we're bearing fruit in every good work. You know what, we want our prime minister We want presidents, we want leaders of countries to bear fruit, which means the decisions they're making are good for our country, good for our families, good for Christianity, good for health, good for military, good for everything. We can pray, Colossians 1, 9, and pray that the wisdom of God that they're drawn to, because evil men and evil, if you think for a moment, the kingdom of darkness is gonna stop trying to take captive whole countries what's the best way for the enemy to take captive whole countries to go after the leaders to surround them with wrong people to tempt them into arrogance to tempt them into self-centeredness to tempt them and even lie to them to literally begin to take them down a road of thinking that makes it look as if they think they're doing right but what they're doing is evil or down the road they don't they don't see the consequences of the decisions that they're making these three prayers the first one makes them have an aha moment Moment and begin to listen to the wisdom of God. The second one, which strengthens them on the inside and gives them power to stand strong when they're doing good things. The third one is to have them so aware of wisdom in all the things and the decisions that they're making, from everything from schools and universities, to trade, to finance. We need leaders who know what they're doing. We need to pray for our country. Pray for our prime minister. You know, can you imagine what would happen? Like, if I was to ask myself right now, I wonder how many people are praying for the leader of their nation. In Canada, where I am, it's Trudeau. I wonder how many people are praying for him and how many people are speaking wisdom, this first prayer, praying for a revelation, praying for strengthening towards good things and towards God, that God's strength would be upon him, that pray that for wise decisions and all the affairs, there's no way for a prime minister or a president to know it all. There is no man that can walk in and know how to deal with everything from foreign affairs to deal with things like uh, what's going on within the country, what's going on in education, what's going on in trade, what's going on in hospitals, should we allow these vaccines, are these drugs any good, Uh, naturopathic herbs, all this stuff that is being thrown at these leaders. They need wise women and men in each of these areas to guide them and to speak truth into their life. When we pray these prayers for our leaders, and I hope you've written them down or get a hold of this message. When you pray for them, I believe the presence of God will be upon them. And if all of a sudden a hundred begin to pray. Did you know that one man prayed and God said he would spare all of Sodom and Gomorrah because one man was praying? When you go to the Old Testament where we don't even have the authority and the power like we have in the New Testament, I challenge men and women out there to begin to pray in your morning prayer times, evening prayer times, every time something bothers you on TV or on the news, pray the spirit of wisdom and of revelation of the knowledge of Jesus upon my leader, the eyes of their understanding opened in Jesus' name. If all of a sudden, you know, you pray, Colossians, uh, pray Ephesians 3, they be strengthened with God's power in their inner man, the strength to do morally what's right the strength to stand strong when the lies and the onslaught of the enemy come against them. Pray Colossians chapter one, Father, that they're gonna literally know how to please you in all ways, that they're gonna know how to make decisions. They're gonna bear fruit. Every decision's gonna be the right one and it's gonna bear fruit and bring blessing to the country. Pray these prayers, protect that man in the name of Jesus, speaking health and blessing upon him. Like as we pray for our leaders, now I'll go as far as to say this, if you pray for leaders, in your country, and no other leader does, and no other person does, and that country falls, or that country goes evil, or killing and destruction begins to happen there, I believe because the Bible says if we pray, we could lead a quiet and a peaceful and a godly life. I believe that even if you're in a country where no one prays and everything's gone to hell in a handbasket and soldiers come in, and I believe God will guide you and he'll guide you to the right place of safety. He'll guide you to that place called there where he'll look after you. He'll warn you in advance, take you out of that country, whatever he needs you to do, wherever he will guide you because you've been praying for leaders. So let's make sure and understand that we are commanded to pray for leaders. And it says, first of all, you know, you say, well, Leon, I need a good job. Then pray for the nation. Because what goes on in the laws that are being made, the decisions that are being made by the prime minister, by the presidents, by kings in countries, the decisions they make, is what determines prosperity or what d- depression. It determines whether or not the country is gonna go and thrive and rise to the top in, in this world economy, or whether that country's gonna go down. We need wisdom on leaders, so we need to be thankful for what our men and women have fought for. We need to be excited about being proactive now, and, and, they're, and I love this poem, you know, take up the quarrel, don't just do nothing. When good men do nothing, evil men prosper. When good men do nothing, evil men lead. When good men do nothing, evil men will rise up and their ways will be brought into leaders. And you're gonna suffer and live in torment and heartache if you don't pray for leadership. Pray for prime minister. Pray for the leaders of each province here. Pray for them. Believe God these premiers are taught of God. Pray for the mayors of your city. Pray for the leader of your organization, wherever has got you employed. Pray for anybody it says that has got leadership and authority over you, finances, people, money. So I'm gonna challenge you today, pray. I am calling our nation to prayer. I am calling, and not a, a vain repetition, Take these three prayers and pray them. Pray them over every leader in your life and especially the leader of our nation. And let's watch what God does to Canada. Let's watch what God does in America. We need America strong Canadians. Pray for America. Pray for the leaders there. Bind the power of the enemy. Command his, his, uh, his thinking, his strategies destroyed and the presence of God rising up in our leaders. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for our leader now here in Canada, I pray for our Prime Minister Trudeau that he'd have the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of his understanding opened. that, Father, he would know, Lord, the presence of God. He would know your thinking. He would know your plans for this nation. I pray that you would strengthen him in his inner man with godly strength, moral strength, that, Father, he'd be aware. Father, I pray that he would bear fruit in every decision, every good work, that he would not move his ear or his eyes or his thinking towards anything evil or wrong, but Father, he would be a great leader. That Father, he would rise up and lead this nation powerfully in the ways of righteousness and in the ways of great finances, great health care, great trade, great wisdom, and all that he does. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.